Welcome to If the Apocalypse Comes Beat Me, also known as I'm Not Really Much for the Timber. This is a weekly-ish podcast of for Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where we take a look at each episode according to its original air date 20 years ago. This week's episode is Season 2, Episode 6, Halloween. We're going to be talking about characters. We're going to talk about plot. We're going to talk about Halloween stuff. So spoilers abound for episodes past, this episode, episodes in the future, also the comics, probably also other shows. I'm not done yet, so you're going to have to cut this together. I will. I know how to do that. So grab your favorite two-headed god statue and get ready to throw that sucker on the ground. Hello! It's Halloween! It's Halloween, Halloween. in Sunnydale! And also in Portland and everywhere else that looks cares about halloween which is actually not very many people across the world uh i'm here with my co-host. vampires don't care either that's daniel daniel say hi hi vampires don't really care about halloween as we learned that's true stacia say hi boo uh more appropriate my name's kelly what do i should i do oh is that a wolf noise oh werewolves of london anyway we did find out that vampires uh don't care about halloween but we never figured out why but i have a really important question for you guys uh considering that you could at any moment have somebody from your past who worships chaos come to your town and turn you into whatever costume you happen to be wearing. What costume would you wish you were wearing? What costume are you wearing right now? Are you wearing your Bob Dylan mask? Call, call out. See that? That was, you took away my entire answer. Is <laughs> <laughs> I would be Bob Dylan in Whiteface, Rolling Thunder Review. Yeah, because then it would become 1975, Bob. That's pretty cool. I would be, um, I wouldn't have a lot of good morality. It's just Halloween. <laughs> but I would have a great voice. I could live with that. I have my Bob Dylan mask on. <laughs> I'm masquerading. <laughs> um, well, one year we were Daria and Trent from uh, Daria. That would have been fine. Yeah, that would be a nice... Be like an apathetic musician type. <laughs> apathetic non-musician type it's basically good. already daria so so there you go <laughs> not a stretch uh i think that in the later episodes in, in the second halloween episode xander is dressed up as 007 that's not a bad idea. they mentioned xena being xena would be a bad idea but like that's if in the situation where you would have to actually fight for just regular reasons yeah i think going with like a celebrity or somebody you admire would be you should go as buffy the vampire slayer i was just thinking that. Well, yeah. well. i did go as oz one year so there you go. Yeah. Oz in costume as God. I'm actually wearing the shirt that I bought for Super that right meta. now. Yeah. Yep. The dual costume. Amazing. So. Wow. Maybe I would dress up as that paper clip from Word. Oh That's my good. God. Clippy? Clippy. So everyone could oh, hate you? Yeah. Terrifying. Oh, people would then start <laughs> It would just like sort of float around as a. Oh, yeah, That's true. You could just kind of float away. Paper clip. It's like, oh, you're not interested. Let me just fly away. And I would away. just find demons and be like, I see that you're trying to write a letter. So we, if you couldn't guess by the intro and the fact that we're talking about Halloween, are talking about season two, episode six, Halloween. Oh, which... I thought this was lie to me. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is why we're talking about Halloween. Um, this was actually written by Carl Ellsworth, who did not write any other episodes of the really? show. And directed by Bruce Seth Green, who wrote a total of eight, including this one. Teacher's Pet, The Pack, Nightmares, um, Some Assembly Required. Wow. Something I forgot. So basically, all my least favorite for. episodes. How did this happen? <laughs> Ted and Phases. Oh, the oh. Dark Ages. Ted and Phases. So they really just were like, 
hey, he must have lost a bet or like he's like <laughs> their least favorite friend because they just gave him all the shit. I mean, he didn't have a lot to work with. Let's just say that. All yeah. of those suck, except for Halloween. True. But I'm really anxious to talk about it. Before we can do it, though, we have to set the stage, take ourselves back to the 90s and figure out what was going on this spooky week Ooh. in 1997. Robot time! Thank you, Kelly. All this talk of Halloween makes me think about how us computer chips can't trick or treat like you humans can. That would make me sad, but I don't know what sadness sounds like to be believable. I think Royston is still in Iraq, but that could just be a diversion to make us forget about Ernesto. Do you dress up like someone you've murdered or displaced? Or is that Columbus Day? I'll stop before I confuse the issue. Royston, what happened these last two weeks in 1997? This long week. Two weeks, if you're counting. Let's start in space. This break saw NASA launch the Cassini-Huygens probe to Saturn. The Huygens module traveled with Cassini until its separation from the probe on the 25th of December, 2004. It landed on Titan on the 14th of January, 2005, returning data to Earth for around 90 minutes. It was the first landing ever accomplished in the outer solar system, and the first landing on a moon other than our own. Cassini's mission ended on the 15th of September, 2017, when its trajectory took it into Saturn's upper atmosphere and it burned up. On the 16th of October, 1997, the New York Times front page appeared in color for the first time. On the 17th of October, 1997, the remains of Che Guevara were returned to Cuba from Bolivia and laid to rest with full military honors in Santa Clara, Cuba. The internet wars heated up on the 22nd of October, Compact testified that Microsoft threatened to break their Windows 95 agreement if they showcase the dreaded Netscape icon. Still an icon of our debauched age. Oh, and the Florida Marlins defeated the Cleveland Indians last night 20 years ago in Game 7 of the World Series. It was dramatic, I'm told to say. Back to you Karen. Patty, do you believe in Halloween? What happened culturally these two weeks back in 1997? Dumb this down for us. On October 15th, Michael Jackson ended his History World Tour. It had an attendance of just 4.5 million fans. Is that a lot? New albums over these last two weeks from those Nimrods and Green Day, that phenomenon LL Cool J, and the great oracles known as In Flames. Brand new Salt and Pepper was brand new. Elvis Costello was extremely sticky and extreme honey. Mugway was recruited for the young team and Winona Judd recruited for the other side. As for movies, Kelly's favorite I Know What You Did Last Summer featuring Jennifer Love Hewitt, Ryan Philippe, Sarah Michelle Gellar's husband, Anne Heche, Bridget Wilson, Johnny Galecki. I feel like I'm missing someone. Also, The Devil's Advocate with Keanu Reeves and Al Pacino. The classic flop Gattaca with Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman. And finally, Danny Boyle's A Life Less Ordinary starring Ewan McGregor and Cameron Diaz. That's about it. Gotta flip my hat backward and dip into some radioactive who's like my girl Alex Mack. See ya next week lady. I don't know what that means, but I dig it. Have a safe Halloween. Don't make the same mistakes as characters in your favorite television shows. That week in 1997 was absolutely terrifying. And now I'm so excited to talk about Bubby. This is such a good episode. Um, I loved it a lot. Watching it definitely gave Stacia Hocus Pocus feels, gave me Hocus Pocus feels. It just felt like a 90s Halloween movie. It yeah. felt great. Yeah, we are four days away from Halloween. 
I can't wait. Halloween I is the best like holiday ever. Sunnydale does Halloween better than any other town in the U.S. Got to. Yeah. Well, I, I bet for it. Salem might give you a run for... Give them a run for the money. Salem doesn't do anything. Yeah. Let's run down the plot real Wait, quick. We're Salem? angry at you right now. Massachusetts? That's yeah, Massachusetts. Wrong. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sunnydale. What? What were we talking about? Oh, I just wanted to be We're all confused. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's coming down. It is. Buffy is fighting somebody. It pops pumpkin patch. Uh, who is this voyeur, some rando vampire, that he manages to escape and take the tape back to Spike, who begins his sexy love affair with Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Because there's no way that he's the way he's watching that on those many, many TV monitors of her fighting is just it's uncomfortable. So many TV monitors. So it's Halloween in Sunnydale for the fourth hundredth time I've said this uh, podcast already, and Buffy and crew are tasked with taking little kids out trick-or-treating which is so cute and so nice and they are not volunteered so much as made to do so by snyder ill-advised i think it's ill-advised to have, to have a program you take the school delinquents and say here are a bunch of eight years eight-year-olds to watch over exactly. or even non-delinquent just regular ass teenagers watching over small oh, i would children. never i, don't I mean, trust my child aren't most babysitters teenagers? teenagers we're gonna gloss over that but i would vet this one kid like i don't think they have a say in these buffy this random buffy person taking my kid around Come true on. So we take all the kids out, everything's going fine, and then, uh-oh, suddenly everybody's, there's little demons running around. What once were costumes are now reality. Uh, we've come to find out that a shadowy figure from apparently Giles' past, which we won't find out about until a couple episodes from now, Ethan Rain has come to town and put a curse on all of the costumes that he sold at his little pop-up Halloween shop. What do you mean we won't know for a couple episodes? Because the Dark Ages is when we figure out. All that stuff. So Ethan puts a curse on everybody, so they start turning into their costumes from his little, like, everybody that purchased a costume from Ethan's pop-up Halloween shop is now turning into the costume that they were wearing. And somehow Xander, too, even though he just purchased a little tiny plastic gun. But Buffy is inconveniently dressed up as something that she thinks Angel would find desirable, which is just some rando person from possibly 1775. But that's not even when Angel was a human, so that doesn't make sense. But we're not going to talk about that, so moving on. Willow somehow turns into a ghost, even though she was dressed as what is described in the script as hot rocker chick, but everyone else just thinks, unfortunately, prostitute. And uh, we encounter Spike because he finds out through one of Drusilla's visions that Buffy's going to be weak during this time because she's just dressed up in a fancy gown and not really able to kick any ass. Larry's a pirate. There's a whole thing. Giles saves the day, smashes the idol that Ethan used to turn everybody into their costumes, and uh, we go on about our merry ways, and everything's fine. Spike didn't get to hurt anybody, really. Larry's not a pirate anymore. Everything's right in the world. So, let's talk about the episode. Yeah, this episode is the best of the season. Yeah? You think yeah, so? Nice. totally. Yeah, I think. Okay, I can see that. I think I, I put it second highest to when she was bad, I think. Yeah. But that's different for later. Maybe it's good for you? Yeah, it was good for me. <laughs> Halloween's fun. It's, yeah, a, fun. It's, a, it's a time that you would expect Buffy the Vampire Slayer to excel at. Well, All these shows should have great Halloween episodes. It's nice do. because it's like a fun and games episode mostly. Like there aren't really stakes. And then also you get to see like that little moment where they develop the Oz and Willow relationship. Uh-huh. From a zebra van that is uh-huh. uh, right hand drive inexplicably. So that's yes. cool. Yes. I love it. I love this slow like who is she just over and over. I could do a whole season with that. And then earlier in the episode when she bumps into him dressed as a ghost and they have no idea. Yes. Mm-hmm. So good. Can't I meet a nice girl like that? Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. 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 
I wanted to talk about their costumes. I wanted to talk, talk about the, the main thing, which is how did they turn into what they were? Um, well, the, the god Janos acting through Ethan is how they did it. So later in the episode, you're going to inform me about Janos, which I'm really excited <laughs> about. But as of right now, I, I, I took it as like, it's kind of like uh, the pack where there's a curse that happens. The curse is not fundamentally fully explained because all these people are turning into something, but they're also bringing their own emotional baggage to it. Um, and it, you, you would think that if they were anything else, this episode would not have functioned the way it would have because they would have been ridiculous. Like Larry becoming a pirate makes sense. Xander being a macho military guy makes sense because mm-hmm. that all needed to happen to sort of push people around. So it got me thinking like, what are the, what is the costume and then what is the own stuff that, that they're bringing? Like the pack, I think they were more themselves, like more of the, the people that they are, but also hyenas. This, I think they are really supposed to be uh, completely enveloped by their costume and are no longer themselves yeah. per se. But, but what are as they far as... bringing to? Like what is the backstory then of this random toy gun? Why is this gun imbued with anything? Right. Why is it, why is it not... Instead of Vietnam, why is it not World War Two or well, the whatever? The thing that's interesting about it is it appears that Buffy doesn't actually know anything about the 18th century <laughs> and is making up garbage. We know our history scores like, are terrible. That so. dress probably wouldn't even be something someone would wear in the 18th century. Not but on all. the flip side, Xander like downloads a ton of military knowledge that lasts with him for seasons yes. and is actually functional so and what real. Are we doing? And so yeah. like. Buffy, as noble girl from the 18th century, makes up a fake accent and for a second, no, for a second. is terrified <laughs> of everything. Meanwhile, Xander becomes like a legit military yeah. marine kind so of let's, person. So let's break it down. Then. Let's let's go beat by beat. So, <laughs> well, what I wanted to say was I think that was intentional though for the writers. Like they, that was the whole symbolic thing. Larry's bad guy. Xander gets to be a hero. Like well, that yeah, was on yeah. purpose. But as far as like characters within the show, I know I don't know how much of themselves was actually there. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Buffy, are you hurt? Buffy, she's not Buffy. Who's Buffy? Oh, this is fun. Let's just start with Xander. So we'll talk about Xander. So this episode begins with him going. To, I mean, we could talk about this vending machine later because I don't know how a diet Dr Pepper came out of that vending machine when there was no option for a diet Dr Pepper. Oh, so that's that vending machine's magic. Yeah, that is another story altogether. But we have basically Xander and Larry. Larry, who is a complete dick. Uh, you know, I heard what did he say? Um, I heard she was easy, right? Or fast. fast? She was fast. I hope you mean like the wind. But then Xander is trying to stand up for Buffy, and then Buffy comes and saves the day. Uh-huh. I think I just violated the guy code big time. Poor Xander. Boys are so fragile. Yeah, Willow's the first one to coin masculinity so fragile. Basically. Yeah, absolutely. Basically, totally. <laughs> yeah, and then speaking of, and then they go into Angel, and I'm like, speaking of what, boys or fragility? Because. It would it would work well for Angel as well. Oh, yeah. yeah, so we have Larry, who's a complete monster. And if we just obviously we're talking about Xander, but if we talk about Larry, Larry gets to go, and he becomes a pirate. He's kind of a dick, and a pirate fits him well. Because also, he's there's a homophobic about... joke in there somewhere. Is there? Well, yeah, because he's gay and he's a pirate. <gasps> oh my god! Yeah. I forgot that he is gay in the end. We do see more of Larry. Okay, mm-hmm. I thought Larry. Oh yeah, was a passing Larry character. Bagby the Third is coming back. Oh, thank God. Well, then, but then that, that makes me um, more concerned because he becomes a pirate, which is like the id of you think of any historical person out there who's like a rapey, pillagey character. It's either the Vikings or pirates. Pirates. And that might not be historically accurate, but we're not dealing with that. We're dealing with stereotypes in this entire episode. So if he wasn't a pirate, what would have happened? 
Like if he was Sherlock Holmes, if he was like, you know, those costumes where you're like a big egg and you have like <laughs> bacon next to you and you're just breakfast. <laughs> what would what would Larry be like he in a bacon and egg? Costume. He would just be literal bacon and eggs laying on the sidewalk somewhere. Yeah. But harmless bacon and eggs. Or would he be yelling like, you know, like obscenity? Would With he be cat calling? Well, right. See, and that's your theory. That's where we just but don't know. I, I don't, know. Like, I don't we don't so. see enough people. We don't see enough Variations enough of costumes. costumes. We really that would have we can known. Gather. Had Cordelia turned into a cat, we would have really got some actual. <laughs> we would have more evidence. I, right. If, so we think that he would just lay on the ground and like sizzle. <laughs> Yes. Or because I would see him laying down there like sizzling and then catcalling. And then sizzle, <laughs> catcall. Like there's a part of him that's still there as the bacon, but like the egg part of him is not. Like I don't know. I just don't I, understand. It it seems to me that the costumes are supposed to take them over completely because they don't remember anything about themselves well, or Xander. who they are. Yeah. Xander and um, Buffy both don't remember. And then you right. also see those are the only characters we know, but you see a ton of children just completely transform into demons they literally transform yeah like that was weird you don't remember that no i do i'm saying but that was the only one that i saw the rest of them just sort of like took on a character based on the clothes that they were wearing but, but that's because they those they characters only so were already work. human right like if if xander had been wearing a demon outfit or even larry for that matter he would just wearing be a mask right. now he I'm would a... become the mask oh, that's yeah. terrifying but xander and buffy both didn't have masks on that's why like you see buffy's hair fall down because that's her real hair that's now true. That's she's right. wearing a wig but now it's her real hair. I didn't even think we basically about that. start with a, hair a bad wig and then graduate to a better wig, and that's yeah. how you know it's real. Nice. Okay, yeah. that's good. That's good. So, so it's like I, Game of Thrones season one: bad wigs, and then we graduated <laughs> to good wigs. Okay, but I so get. I don't think that the writers were trying to imply that all children are secretly demons or like demon no. by nature. Or oh, anything. that's a that's a, that is like that is truly. I never even thought about that. Because that was not really where I was ever going. But, but you're right. Main it pokes a hole right through what I'm saying. Because, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like, yeah, because they are, those poor kids are, are not demons. And, like, kid dressed up as Bigfoot is not going to become Bigfoot. Like, I like that. I inherently get that. Um, but Xander, I mean. Larry whole, turning into a pirate was, like, such a pivotal moment. This makes this sense. <laughs> Huge for me. Huge. But also, but it contrasts perfectly with Xander. Like, we're talking about, he remembers this knowledge for a long time. So he's an outlier in that nobody else really does. But he also, I mean, the whole point of him becoming a macho military man is to counteract the emasculation that he felt before. Yes. Otherwise, he wouldn't have done it. So it, it, it's that juxtaposition right there. And then Buffy obviously goes through the very same mm-hmm. juxtaposition where she felt like she wasn't, I don't know, like effeminate enough for yeah, or Angel because like she weak. thought that's what he liked. Yeah. Yeah. Weak, yeah, that's that's the best way to put it. I was brought up a proper lady. I wasn't meant to understand things. I'm just meant to look pretty and then someone nice will marry me. Possibly a baron. This ain't no tea party, princess. Sooner or later, you're gonna have to fight. Fight these low creatures? I'd sooner die. Then you'll die. Oh, good. You guys are all right. It's total chaos out there. Who, Who are, are you? you? But yeah, well, Xander well, is... she didn't think she was wasn't weak enough i don't think well no but that's the, the character she embraced something that could be saved something that needed saving yeah. something that needed to be taken care of taken care i don't of. even that's think good. it was that i think it's like i can't be pretty the way i want to be pretty i show yeah, up at our date and i look terrible which she and looks this gorgeous was, like, and well and this was a theme that happened with owen too right yeah. she showed up and she had like crap in her hair and so she ends up leaving because she's like i can't compete the way cordelia can like no matter what I do, I'm never going to be on Cordelia's level because I can't devote time like that. No. And so I think she's like, you're hanging out with Cordelia, who is like these women I think that you like. Why would you like he me? Dies. 
Well, spoiler. And it, yeah, and Willow <laughs> says that too. He'll, she'll never fall for Cordelia's games. Oops. Wrong. <laughs> he does. To your theory, which I don't think holds, but again, yeah, I think the writers definitely intentionally channeled those things through those characters uh, for a specific reason. Xander does say, oh, beating up that pirate gave me a weird feeling of closure. Like, so uh, he, there was something. Right? There is There's something. something. I know. He's like, why is this here? Like, he's yeah. certainly, in the same way that the pack, he's there. Mm-hmm. But it's it's not fully him, but well, it's like Well, they said at the end, it was like, I was trapped inside my brain and I couldn't get out. Yeah, mm-hmm. which I kind of liked. Uh, that was very interesting. But then that, that lends to like, there was... Yeah, I guess they were trying to get out, right? I mean, well, maybe it that's seemed kind where... of like, like a like a waking dream where you're watching yourself do these things, yeah. but you can't control yourself and don't you're have trying. any input. Oh, like their inner trapped like actual selves could make emotions, and then the outer person would feel that, but maybe not know why. Like Xander, oh, I'm feeling this weird feeling. I don't know why. Yeah, but it's because inside Xander is see, and inside screaming. Xander would have, I think, would have enjoyed his fun time as a military dude whereas Buffy would have probably been horrified like what are you saying it's not our place to fight surely some men will protect us what's that riff yeah I think Buffy is just like saying that over and over what what why are you saying that what What are you doing (laughs) who are you right now so Buffy would probably be more tortured inside of her alien self than Xander who would probably be like okay he's getting stuff done he's he's completely the opposite of me he's which is why I thought it's weird in later seasons like especially in in the fourth season Halloween episode fear itself he's like I had to be 007 to make sure I was ready for anything but it's like dude you were you were the commando hero guy like was that the worst thing you could be also we used your stupid fake military knowledge over and over again so like how was this a bad experience for you yeah you've had fun did he mean it was a bad experience or did he mean just like I'm gonna be prepared if it happens again gonna be even better I'm not going to be dressed like a bunny. <laughs> <laughs> well, once you go through this experience, I feel like I'd be like, I'm, yeah, James Bond every time. <laughs> that would be dope. You're ready for, for everything that comes. All right, let's move on to, unless everybody's... Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Willow would be the next one. So Willow, hilariously and Hot amazingly, rocker chick. Hot rocker chick, but she becomes a ghost. Right. And that is completely on brand with Willow that we know at this point, who mm-hmm. feels invisible. around in the background. And she later helps um, steal... You know, the the book from Giles, like, she's doing all kinds of stuff. Like, they've enabled her to be a ghost. She goes into people's personal information, and now she is an enabler, gets her friends in on it, too. She's being bad. Bad Willow. That's in the next episode. No, th- this no, one's... this one. Yeah, this really? one where she's... She steals it so they can read about Angel? Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. I was thinking post-ghost. Sorry. Oh, no. No, no. The... <laughs> There's a great scene after she turns into a ghost where she's just standing, staring at a book like, I can't, I don't know what I'm looking for to I can't turn the pages. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, at the end, she is just like, kind of, fuck the ghost. I'm going to wear my hot rocker chick outfit. And, it was also uh, a pretty functional choice for them to have someone who was affected by the costume but kept her actual thoughts about herself like she didn't lose her own memory. Yeah, without that. Because it she was been. the ghost of herself and not... Which is great. Of course, something else. <laughs> yeah, and this is where she started piecing together all the stuff because when they stole the thing, of course, this journal entry was talking about. And that's another thing too. Oh so gosh. Buffy, a lot of probably what Buffy in my head, what Buffy put into the character that became whoever the fuck her costume was, was based on that journal entry where they were sitting on the sink. Has anybody sat on a sink to read anything? That seems incredible. I've never weighed an amount that would not make the sink break should I sit on it. So, nope, never sat on a sink. They just looked real comfortable. For a very uncomfortable position. Yeah. They were talking about 1775 like it was like yesterday and like this is like completely relatable. Everything's fine. No one's actually like reading or talking about anything it says. They're just looking at the drawings, which that is what I think Buffy would do if she was going through a book, just looking for the pictures instead of the words. But what did she build? Did she build anything from this? 
And you were talking about, it. does the timeline even match up? Because they said no. he was 18 years old. She just knew that right off the top of her head. Okay, so this is an interesting thing about this Watcher's Diary situation. This entry is about human angel for some reason, or some rando girl. So it's kind of unclear, but they knew... I'm assuming it's a rando person. They said her name's not in there, but it like apparently says Sarah Friedman or something underneath it. You can read it. I didn't try to read it, but we also have that SD quality. What's up? Yeah. Um, so I don't know for sure if that entry was about Angel specifically or if it was just like a Brando Watcher diary during that time and was talking about a noble woman for no reason. Hell, it could have been a slayer. They weren't like giving you really any context. But if that were about Angel and that's why they even started talking about the date, why the fuck isn't anything about Angelus? Like the fact that they talk about these Watcher diaries in this episode and in the following one and a couple of different ones and no have no idea of the monster Angel was. It's like, what the... How do you guys not see this coming? How do you not know he got yeah. cursed and then dropped off? Like, how, how? I mean, they haven't said it explicitly in the show, but I always assume Giles knew. I don't... If Giles knew, that's a weird position to put Buffy because, in. Because, like, they looked up Spike and read about him. And right. Knew, so why but wouldn't I they do that with Angel? Don't remember them ever mentioning it explicitly about well, Angel. I don't think they ever mentioned it explicitly, but I always just assumed Giles knew. Mm. But yes, the timeline doesn't match up. Angel apparently, uh, 1723, I think, is when he was turned, which was he was 26. So... Something like that. It, it's not right at all. Well, Buffy messes up dates on the reg. Both Buffy, in the character, and probably... Like, well, I meant the show. But the, Yeah, the writers of the show have gotten no consistency. Her, they've gotten Buffy's birthday wrong and a bunch of other <laughs> That's stuff. That's true. <laughs> so, days X date of anything. And And his first time in New York, like when he's eating rats and stuff like that, that's the first time he ever came over to the States, right? No, no. no. He was there. So there is a, th- a if he was 1723, he, he could have been 50s? there. Yeah, you there's a whole oh, room of the view or whatever it is. Have you, are you now or have you are you been? Now, right? yeah. oh, you can't forget that. Yeah, it's amazing. Love that episode. Fair enough. That's true. So, but if it was 1723 when he was turned, he could totally have taken a boat over. 1775. Yeah. But so I he think uh, we do a couple flashbacks of the world win and it's not until... The early 1900s that he comes over. He comes here. over. Okay. Yeah, he spends some time hanging out. Doesn't he? Isn't he in the Boxer Rebellion? Or is yeah. just that's like... Spike. Oh no, they're all there. No, they're all there. there. They're they're all there. there. And that yeah. was 1896. Yeah. I mean, hundred. So that was in after. China. Yeah, China. and he gets cursed at like 1890 something, I think, or the very beginning. of They the don't fly in the show. They no, they don't fly. fly. They fly in the movie. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> just so we all know. Well, this is just neat. So Willow's having some interpersonal ghosty stuff going on, frustrating, trying to get our friends to figure it out. Yeah. But it makes sense that she's a ghost, and she, I'm glad she finds herself in the end. I'm she glad, too, and ro- she walks off chick. as a rocker chick, and, yeah. and Oz gets to see her, and that's really all that matters. Yes. I also noticed that every time uh, generic uh, like butt rock music, 90s butt rock music plays, <laughs> that just means Oz is about to show up, so just <laughs> keep listening now. Great score for the whole thing. I was trying to listen to the music more. Because we do talk about it, yeah. and it was great. It was just it was good orchestral, and then get to the end where it's just like like a little noodling around. You're just like, okay, that man Oz is Oz. Music. Oz is about to like see Willow. You can see it from a mile away. Love it. It's it feels, a TV thing. I like when they do that. Like, I like it when they do it, too. especially the little Buffy and Angel theme is like so recognizable. Yeah, their little thing. Uh, so what about Buffy's costume? Yeah, so Buffy is. It's super weird because he dresses up like what we would assume his ex-girlfriend is because that's how they discuss this woman as right. somebody who, who uh, with really no knowledge, I mean really out of absolutely nowhere, just like, this is what Angel likes. And obviously we <laughs> talked about Cordelia a second ago, but which does make sense, I suppose. Um, I mean, we start the episode like we've started so many now where Buffy walks in on 
Angel talking to anyone else and then turns around and tries to leave. And we start making jokes about how she looks. And even Angel's just like, you look fine. Like, what? You look exactly like you always do. You look perfect. What are we even talking She had about? two leaves in her hair, so that was... She's a mess. <laughs> so she's a fucking wreck. Yeah. Cordelia's um, just perfect, and she had that giant fucking cappuccino. She just... She's winning. She she is winning. Yeah. I mean, she, she's, she does pretty well for herself. And then when the spell hits, is Buffy bringing this character? Um, if she read about it or just saw the picture, is that enough for her to intone it? Or is this, like, historical? Like, are we... Like, the way that Xander plays military man, it's like... I, I would almost bet that it obviously it all pays off in the end, but I'm sure a lot of the jargon would be the stuff you learn subconsciously through watching war movies and stuff like that. So oh, is Buffy just projecting what she thinks a 1775 woman? It's I mean, it's really funny when we, we take on face value that Buffy doesn't know history, but like there's no barons in America. Like well, whatever I she, she, I don't know. think she was supposed to be from America. That's what I mean. Yeah. But how would we ever know? Because she started an accent and then stopped. Yeah. Because Sarah Michelle Gellar just can't can't do an accent. That's fine. No, that's fine. That's totally Shouldn't fine. Need to. I know. Angel also can't do an accent, and yes. Oh God. <laughs> we try to make him. They try. They try. You're never gonna get noticed if you keep hiding. You're missing the whole point of Halloween. Free candy. It's come as you are at night. The perfect chance for a girl to get sexy and wild with no repercussions. Oh, I don't get wild. Wild on me equals spaz. Don't underestimate yourself. Got it in you. So at the end of it all, though, Buffy, she comes around and talks to Angel before the greatest makeout session in the history of the world. And basically kind of says, you know, I wanted to be a real girl for once. A fancy girl you liked when you were my age. A, that sentence is just gross on every level. Because, like, <laughs> when you were my age 220 years ago. Yeah. And then just like, yeah, a real girl. And of course, you know, what's this dude's trying to make out with this girl? He's not going to say anything but... Like, if he did like that, he wouldn't say otherwise. Whole thing is just a sham. It's just an excuse for them to make out. And oh. I am against that. So, hated it. <laughs> well, and an excuse to say some sexist bullshit. Like, all the women back then were idiots. All yeah. women are idiots. <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. And, like, so so the caricature that you were playing was, in fact, correct. Just waiting for a man to come around and, yeah, just a bunch of garbage nonsense. And, yep. And, like, and also if you're such, a, like, a little petite, you know, Victorian you know, stereotype. Why are you running in dark alleys? And like, well, why are you even running away? Why don't you just sit down and cower and like, and she's so freaked out by the car, mm-hmm. which is a great, demon. amazing. She just like fucked all that. She just ran out. It's like, who cares? The, their <laughs> house is now, and now I'm in a dark alleyway and I'm going through this alleyway that is literally just strewn with garbage. And I'm just going to like meander about the garbage. Who was the big bad in this episode? Spike, I guess, right? Well, Ethan Rain, that counts. Never mind. I'm just saying well, I guess we don't. I mean, for me, I wouldn't assume that Ethan was. I liked how they ended ended it because I didn't know what Ethan's doing. I didn't know that he was. I forgot that he comes back. I thought this yeah. was like a one off, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I kind of remember you." But cool. Jonas, I'm a mythical god. What does this mean? Primarily, the division itself, male and female, light and dark. Chunky and creamy. Oh, no, sorry. That's peanut butter. Willow, get out of here now. But... Now. Definitely intriguing, because we don't know anything about Giles, really. Or all we know is that he's a stuffy librarian, always has been, always will be, so... There's a couple of firsts in this episode. Um, The appearance of Ethan Rain is the first time. We'll see him a couple times later. Uh, In a few episodes in the Dark Ages, we'll see him again. And then... um, 
Band Candy, one of the greatest episodes, and A New Man in the Four Seasons, which I also really enjoy. Uh, I wish he was in more episodes because I really like him as a character. I think he's really cool. R.I.P. Robin Sachs. Does he show up in the comics at all? He does. Okay. Yeah, I think he dies in the comics too. So other than Ethan Rain, we also have the Halloween is quiet time thing. So they mm-hmm. don't explain why. It just is. And I don't know that it's really as simple as demons find it tacky. That seems like a weird thing to be able Kinda to do. Kind of love it, though. To worldwide, <laughs> everyone just, yeah, we agree that this American holiday, predominantly American holiday, uh, we're just going to take the night off. So it's the first time we, we see it, but we do talk about it every time it's Halloween. Yeah, you got to think like the hell mouth being like opened up in like the middle of Africa or something like that would throw everything into chaos. Like it's really convenient that everybody just adheres to the local tradition of this one spot. <laughs> take the yeah. night off. It also hasn't held true. Yeah, sure it doesn't. In every Buffy <laughs> Halloween episode, something happens. It's True. not like they're just sitting at home watching right. Bollywood movies. Yes. What, was this the one where it's just like, man, this is really a dumb idea. You know, Spike was right to try to go out and get these fuckers <laughs> on one day where they wouldn't be expecting it. Mm-hmm. And we could literally hide in plain sight. God, how stupid were we not to really take advantage of that? That night Instead of taking a night off. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah, the first uh, mention of Ripper, um, Giles' interesting shadowy past. Mm. And uh, the first appearance of Ghosts. Willow being oh. a ghost. We don't really do ghosts a whole lot. The only thing I can think of is uh, Afterlife in season six where there's that uh, Tomogenesis, the thing that possesses everybody and we get the scariest, creepiest scene in all of Buffy with Anya cutting up her face. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a gif of Giles freaking out as Willow walks through? <laughs> and he like uh, sprays the cards everywhere? Just the so. cards. I just, just comically, <laughs> oh my God, oh my God. Oh my God ah. Yeah, yes. I hope so. My favorite. I'm sure it does exist. Uh, first appearance of Larry. Uh, we'll see him again, obviously. Thought he was a throwaway character. Nope. Yeah, he um, com- forgot about comes more of a thing in Can't season three that. when he comes out. There's a whole uh, an earshot. That's I think when everybody. No, 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 no. Oh. It, we find out before that. It's uh, the werewolf episode. This will be this season, actually. Oh um, shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we're discovering that Oz is a werewolf. Right. Xander's investigating, and he's like, "Larry, I know your dark secret." <laughs> and hilarity ensues. We'll talk about that when that comes up. <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh, Xander becoming military guy, which will come up over and over and over again. Well, forever. He's like a, basically a commander at the start of season eight. He's yeah. like oh, he the head of the entire Buffy space militia. Yeah, and he's like hugely useful during the entire initiative uh, arc. And True. we're going to use him to get a rocket launcher pretty soon to fight oh, the judge. Yeah, so that's right. Xander being it's a military like a person starts here and continues to be a thing. How long is the judge on the screen for? Does he just show up in like the last couple episodes or... He's only in two episodes. Only in two, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's okay. in Surprise and Innocence, I think. Okay. Yeah. That's it. Buffy's birthday episodes. So, it's Halloween. Did you know? I'm aware. But uh, something else in this episode happens also, which is Janice, the god idol thing that Ethan uses to release his curse upon the people of Sunnydale. Is Janice, or is it bo- both sides of it? Of the statue was Janice? Yeah. Janice okay. is the two-faced god. We're about to find out. Well, good, yeah. good. I, was, I had questions. <laughs> Janice, the god of doors. He's also the god, Roman god. Okay. He's also the god of beginnings, gates, transitions, time, duality, doorways, passages, and endings. Usually depicted as having two faces. A lot of stuff. He looks into the future and the past. That's why he's got the two faces. Cool. He has no Greek counterpart, which is where, rare for Roman stuff, because that's all they basically did was steal the Greek stuff. Uh, presided over the beginnings and ends of conflicts. Like, so war and peace. He's there for the beginning and there for when it's nice. resolved. In fact, the doors of his temple would be open during wartime and then closed to symbolize peace had come across, which I feel like that's backwards, but okay. That's fun, though. I like it. 
uh, god of transition. So he's thought of during births and journeys. A uh, common misconception was that January, the month of, was named after Janus because that makes sense. But it's not actually named after him, but the goddess Juno, which means what seems like you would name the month June after. But there you go. Not actually the month of January. Well, we had this conversation about St. Augustine. I thought it was always Augustus, right. the first Saint emperor Augustine. of Rome, instead of St. Augustine, no. which is what it's named after. Yep. Who knows? Who, who, who can know these things? Yeah. So that's Janice. I mean, I guess we just learned. So yes. you, you do know it. <laughs> You've learned it. But more importantly, this episode, Halloween. So brief history. Halloween. Oh, Halloween. Yeah. Sweet. Wow. So Samhain is what with most of Halloween's traditions are based on. Sauron? Samhain. It's a Celtic, old Celtic holiday. So around 2,000 years ago in present day Ireland. Uh, the New Year used to be celebrated November 1st, which marked the end of summer harvest and the beginning of winter. The Celts? Celts? How do you... I mean, it's the Celtics, but that's wrong. Celts. I think the Celts, Celts yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stupid Celtics. <laughs> uh, Celts believed that uh, that on October 31st, the boundary between the worlds of the living and the dead became blurred, so the ghosts of the dead could return to Earth. Uh, they would damage crops and cause trouble, the way that ghosts and demons tend to do. It was also thought that druids were more easily able to predict the future during this time. Nice. Um, and that was celebrated with bonfires and animal sacrifices, namely cats, which is why cats is a Halloween thing. Oh, cool. And that's fucked up and sad. Wow. When they were doing their animal sacrifices, they also wore costumes consisting of animal heads and skins and attempted oh. to tell each other's fortunes. They just sat around fires, burning cats alive. Pre-internet, I mean... This could have been happening in 97, and I wouldn't have even known. What do you do before the internet? I don't know. This. You do this shit. You do, apparently. You stand around a fire and pretend to tell each other's fortunes while you're wearing dead animals around you and setting them on fire. So cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um, that kind of transition throughout the years, I didn't, it's a really long history of Halloween, but um, where we had people would eventually dress up as demons and ghosts because they were thought that the demons would leave them alone because they would think they were one of them during that night. That's so fun. that kind of evolved the costume thing. Then, um, Christianity got into it and they were like, hey, this Halloween thing's really popular. we got to figure out a way to stop that. So they kind of made their own versions of it, uh, which is where we get like All Saints Day and oh, blah, yeah. blah, all that good stuff. Um, Hollow's Eve, I mean, that's the Christian thing yeah. that got taken up from Samhain. Um, people used to leave out little cakes and stuff so dead things would leave them alone. And that's Makes kind sense. of where we do the trick-or-treating got evolved from. All that good stuff. So that's a brief history of Halloween. But let's so do some fun. Uh, fun facts. A couple of fun facts. Real quick about Halloween. The 1978 movie Halloween, with uh, Mike Myers being the villain guy, that's actually a William Shatner rubber mask. It was the cheapest one the costume designers could find at short notice, so they like painted it white, cut the eye holes a little bit bigger. There you go. That's terrifying. I know, right? Oh my god, I know. William Shatner mask. Uh, the first jack-o'-lanterns were actually carved out of turnips. They all look really sad and weird. Actually, a lot more terrifying than pumpkins somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, turnips? How do you get them that big? You don't. They're little. They're weird little things. Where do you put them? On, the on your ground, doorstep, I guess. Yes. <laughs> Throw them on the ground. That's Halloween sad. is the second highest grossing holiday behind what? Christmas. Yeah, go figure. The word witch comes from the old English word wicke, witche, not wicca, but like with an e at the end, meaning wise woman. Uh, Sam Samhainphobia is the fear of Halloween. Go figure. Kids prefer chocolate over other candies, except for some kids who are weird and prefer bubble gum. Ten percent of kids surveyed in this thing were like, "No gum. That's where it's at. Get out of here." In medieval Europe, owls were thought to be witches, and to hear an owl's call meant someone was about to die, and that's why owls Ooh. are also a Halloween thing. 
why don't we uh, cap this off with some Halloween jokes? You got some jokes? Got some vampire jokes? That was a little aggressive. <laughs> okay. What do you get when you cross a vampire with a snowman? I don't know. Oh, God. A, a chili, chili fang, chili uh, uh, finger. Uh, uh, yeah, chili <laughs> finger. Close. Frostbite. Oh. <laughs> what do you get when you cross a vampire with a duck? Oh no, something to do with quacking for sure. I don't know. Oh no, Quackula. Oh, oh. that's right. Okay. <laughs> Last one. What do vampires take when they're sick? Now I'm stuck on duck stuff. It sounds dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Benadryl. It's well, just did, I know, but how do you make that a vampire thing? <laughs> Fuck. Blood a drill? I don't know. Cough in oh. drops. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was great. Thank you. Yeah, that was the best one. <laughs> that was the most groan-worthy. <laughs> Silent groan for me. Cough I had to drops. go to another place in my mind. Oh, man. It's amazing. You just did that right off the top of your head. I would have forgotten all of them. That was impressive. That was impressive. What's the point of watching Buffy if you can't learn something? That's uh, that's how I take all my moral guidance. So, what did you? What did you? What was there to learn from this episode? What did you learn from this episode, Stacia? Only wear homemade costumes. Okay. DIY, baby. <laughs> Absolutely. Don't go to big box Ethan's. No, no, no. No, no. Make your own shit. That's right. Be who you want to be. I learned. To dress aspirationally. That's the only way to dress. <laughs> dress for the job you want, not, not the, the one you have. Exactly. <laughs> Amazing. Yes. So if you have a favorite musician like me, you have a favorite author, be those people. And and be like those people. And then when you get turned, yeah, you're gonna be yeah, you'll you'll bring a lot of good to the world. Don't be don't be shitty. It was a Cordelia suggestion of Xena. Xena has an episode called like Buffy the Bacchae Slayer or something like that. <sighs> so they're like, shout out, shout out, what's up? I learned that the sexy cat costume is timeless. There'll never be a, an, a day when that doesn't exist. Yeah, that will live forever. And that uh, you should never take children trick-or-treating, just in case they turn into demons, because that is a realistic possibility. Like, legitimately turn into demons. Like, yeah. that kid, I wonder. He went happened. straight for that woman's throat. Just turned into, it was terrifying. That poor old woman. Yeah. She was fucked. She, she didn't really died. try to help herself. She just kind of held her mouth agape and was like, Aah! Also, answering the door, like, low-key, you could have looked into your bo- little basket, saw there was nothing there, and just turned off the lights. <laughs> what are you doing? Why would you even go outside and, like, just tear these kids down by saying, I don't have anything. Sorry. Yeah. What was that? Yeah. Who does true. that shit? You put the, the thing on the stool I and think say that's no candy. I think that's less bad than the people who are like, I'm going to be out tonight because I'm going to a Halloween party or whatever. So I'm putting a bowl of candy on my front door. You know the first person who comes by is dumping that entire thing into their basket. Yeah, that's dumb. Don't do that. But if you're the lady and you've given everything away, don't answer the door anymore. Like, just put a sign out. Turn off your lights. That's pretty much a key, I think, for people. It's like they're not going to come mess with you. Oh, I was looking at Halloween stuff. I came across this little fact that was like... 50, I don't know if it was 50%, but it's pretty high. 50% of uh, all people in the UK turn off their lights during Halloween so that nobody comes, even if they're home. <laughs> but that sounds like the Come UK. They Who even that. goes trick-or-treating in the UK? I know, it doesn't seem I like... I thought it was just a US thing. Well, it started in Ireland, so... Yeah. Those no, Irish came over here. But it, as Americans are wont to do, we capitalized on that shit. 
and made it, it exploded into the holiday. It is. Today. See, but I wouldn't be shocked if it was not even that way around. I would be. I if I were to guess, I would guess that it was an Irish tradition that when all the Irish came over to America, brought that it got changed just based on being thousands of miles away from Ireland, got morphed into what Halloween is today, and sort of with the exodus back to the UK. I'm sure it's probably become more of a thing in the UK over the last. Since the war ended. Well, yeah, since we blew it up, yeah. Yeah. So and you're absolutely right. That is kind of how it happened. Yeah, so it's just a circle. And then when, when they did, they weren't dying of famine anymore, you go back to Ireland and bring Halloween, the American tradition of Halloween, if you will, now, back there. So that's probably more of what happened. Yes. I'll have you know that I have very, uh, many relaxing hobbies. Such as? Well, um, I enjoy cross-referencing. Do you stuff your own shirts or do you send them out? So... How come Halloween is such a big yawner? I mean, do the demons just hate how commercial it's become? Um, it's interesting. Not, I suspect, to you. What is it you're after? Of course it's of interest to me. I'm the slayer. I need to know these things. You can't keep me in the dark any longer. Look at me when I talk to you. I really don't have time for these Miss Keller said you were a babe. She said what? She said that you were a hunk of burning something or other. So... What do you think of that? Um, I, I don't, um, I, a burning hunk of what? Look, you know how disgusting it is for me to even contemplate you grown-ups having smoochies, but I think you should go for it. Buffy, I appreciate your interest, but... but I've overstepped my bounds. It's none of my business, you know? What was I thinking? My God! Shame! Shame! I gotta go. Now it's time for us to yell things at each other that we liked about the episode, because that's we how gotta, we do it. This is how we release our demons. We're gonna let them out. I'm gonna start right at the beginning. Voyeur vampire. Hey, where'd you get the where'd you get that video camera from? What's up with that? Also, battery low. B a t t low. What the fuck is that? Why would there be two T's in the battery low? Because that's how you spell battery. Also, I know, but it would be bat. Just B a t low. And right. also, have you ever hit an electronic instrument and it comes back to life and continues to work? No, mm, hate it all. Maybe. That. Maybe. 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 I don't know. I used to beat up my NES. All so time. if I run out of stuff here, I just hit my iPhone, right, and it will just turn back on. That was '90s technology, Dan. That's actually the new feature on the iPhone 10. Yeah, <laughs> the iPhone X just beat the shit out of it, and that's how you charge it. Eyeballs to entrails, my sweet. Oh. Giles loves being a babe, Daniel. Oh, he does love being a babe. <laughs> Firehouse inside sticker. Yes. Fire hose. Oh yeah. Fire hose inside sticker. <laughs> I did write firehouse. I want that to be very clear. <laughs> Duchess of Buffonia. Cordy the Date Slayer. Spinoff we always needed but never got. True. Gosh, I'd love to sign up, but I recently developed carpal tunnel syndrome and I can tragically no longer hold a flashlight. <laughs> Was Cordelia the only person who bought her costume from Party Town? Apparently, right? right? Ethan's Ooh. just like swooped in and yep. took all the business. Cornered that market. Fuck you, Party City. I know, it's nice. Why would you pay for a sheet costume? It's a sheet. That's a good. That's a good point. But it had boo printed on it. Don't boo me anymore. Don't boo me. God, that booing. I can't stand it. <laughs> oh my God. It's hard to get in tune when they're booing. You know? Yeah, I can't get in tune at all when they're booing. I can't. I can't. Uh, it, it, I can't uh, hear anything. I don't even want to get in tune. <laughs> I know. Sharpie technology didn't exist in the nineties. That is a true fact. Adults having smoochies is a sentence that Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Buffy the 16-year-old who makes out with an older man <laughs> in this episode, said to another adult. Do you have a musket? 
<laughs> blood, the most classic of eyeshadow colors. What? Ethan smears blood on his eyes. Oh, that's oh, right. That's right. And the cross, too. <laughs> yeah. uh, the word fantabulous was said. I thought that was amazing. That was fantabulous. That was fantabulous. That's right. Fantabulous. I don't even know what the context was. What was fantabulous? Uh, Buffy, Buffy says, "Yeah, you dress up like as something. You put on a fantabulous oh, dress." Oh, nice. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. I thought Buffy was really cute with the kids. Just that's just a nice little note. Started out okay. Yeah. Yeah. For Xander's how terrible that idea was. Advice for trick or treating, which is like you can say you missed me, but that's tricky. Only go in there for chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Great advice. Yes. Great advice. Uh, Xander also said, "Do you mind, Buffy? I'm trying to repress." The it's really convenient that the dress that Buffy. Like says, dress from 1775. Perfect. That's exactly what I needed. Exactly. Well, that that's what made me think. Like, ooh, this Ethan character is. Mm-hmm. There's more to him. He knows. He can tell. Yes. Willow and Gang are going to Buffy's house, and Willow is concerned that Joyce might be here. Joyce? Oh, good. She's gone. Said everyone. <laughs> oh wait, one more. Yeah. Who is that girl? Yeah, Who we're is back. That girl. <laughs> and yeah, Oz's second appearance of the zebra van, oh. which is right hand drive. It'll later show up in season four as a blue van. And it's not right-hand drive anymore. So, cool. <laughs> so it's not the same van. Why are you saying that? I know. It's the same He's allowed van. to get another it's van. It's obviously not the same van. It's the same van. It's a different van. All right. Let's rank this sucker. <laughs> it's like I've had the same car. The same this car. This whole time. It just In turned into seasons, a black. completely different. Hyundai. Has a different like, model. Oh, weird. <laughs> but it's clearly the same car. Clearly. There's only one model of van in Sunnydale, and it's that one. Okay? And it's clearly the same one. There you go. If you say so. <laughs> Clearly, because it's totally yeah. different. <laughs> it's ranking time. Jeez. Ranking time. Joyce. Not in the episode. It's fine. <laughs> As Willow pointed out for us. Thank you, Willow. Ain't nobody touch a goddamn computer in this episode. No. Getting a know. five for that, too. That's what you get for not showing up. Monster of the Week. I gave it a 10 because I fucking love Ethan Rain. I really wish he was around more. Plus the whole concept of turning it. It's such a simple thing. Like, what if people's costumes were real? Like, yeah. So it's a really simple concept and I like it a lot. Uh, Giles also gets a 10 because he's got pocket square. Thank God. He's freaking out about it. I was about to say, if it is anything less than a 10, I would lose my mind because he tells us what his hobby is. Cross-referencing. Yep. The gif, as I brought it before, is like, (laughs) you can encapsulate everything. And this is the most important thing. The Giles... The Giles world building is essential. Major spoiler alert. But as Giles and Willow walk in to Ethan's place, what does Giles walk under as they, as they break apart? Willow goes one way. Giles walks by a wizard with a wizard hat. Oh, shit. Foreshadowing oh, shit. in Halloween for what's to come in the future when Giles... I mean, everything leads up to that moment where Giles is wearing the wizard hat and Buffy <laughs> walks in. Everything is about that. And if you don't think so, you're not fucking paying attention. Because that might be the single greatest moment in yeah. all of Buffy. Absolutely. So major spoiler, we saw a wizard <laughs> right underneath Giles as he walked by. It was the same wizard. And it's it was been him. foretold. It's been foretold. And he also says feline instead of, she turned into an actual feline? Yeah. Who, who the fuck says that? Who says that? Giles. And that's why he gets a 10. 10 of 10. Uh, relationship goodness or badness? I I get it. Gave it an eight. Um, I don't remember why. So well, I mean, eight is good. It's like not a ten. Yeah, it's not a ten episode. Not a ten. It's not a niner. It's seven. Is way too low. So it has to be an eight. I think I mostly just took it down a little bit because of um, Angel and Buffy just being 
Gross. I mean, he took it down to a four because of Angel and Buffy. I don't understand. <laughs> so. But mostly we're fine. Like, we're trying to help each other, even though we don't know. Like, Willow really carries the entire bunch through the episode. If not for her, we wouldn't have been. Super clutch. Done. And really, like, one of the first real, like, straight up Willow killing it episodes, which I really liked. Yes. So that was good. Oh, also, there's. This is not related to anything, but did you notice the widespread panic stickers on all the lockers? WP no. with the black oh. circle around is it. Is that what that what, is? Yeah. I didn't know what that was. What is that? Is that a, it's band? a band? Yeah. And there's, there's it's like a jam. Band, I've right? seen those stickers <laughs> for like my whole life and never known where they come from. I would have never known. Or where they go. Well, no. Don't say it. Cotton Eye Joe. Okay. <laughs> That's a thing now, though. Like those just. <laughs> I wasn't going to. I was hoping that that would be enough, but then you said it and I had to. (laughs) Oh, God. That was so good. White oval stickers with a black circle around them with letters in them are a thing now, period. But that specific WP one is widespread panic, or at least it was. I know it when it says like OBX for the Outer Banks. I didn't realize like bands got in on that shit, too. I only feel like I've only ever seen the WP one. (laughs) Yeah, and BRCs for Black Rock City, which is a Burning Man thing. I mean, that is is a thing. That's There's... Episode I specific think WordPress. WordPress. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, they, they, that's good. That, that. Website enthusiast. Hey, our episode, our our website's a WordPress. Beatme.com. <laughs> Beatme.wordpress.com. There you go. Episode specific. Boom. Halloween and Sunnydale. Ten Sold to ten. It. Ten to ten. For a total score of forty-eight, which means this is number two Ooh, of nice. season two. So this is just behind when she was bad, which I have as number one. Badass. Do you is, do you rank this as the best Halloween episode? Uh, I do like Fear Itself a lot. So the all that matters is the season six one is definitely the worst. The episodes where they aren't themselves, like when they forget who they are or when they get spelled by Willow to be yeah. whatever, oh, yeah, those are, are always the fun. most fun episodes. And this is one of them. Where because they, they're the most like fan service-y. Yeah, that's like, true. And it just gives us our friends. We don't have to really. They're just games. It's yeah. not a high stakes episode. Right. And it doesn't lead to much. I mean, even like Spike in this episode was just more fun than anything when he's like, this is neat. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. what is this? Yeah. Who would say that? Okay, but you're, it's perfect because we know no one's going to get hurt. Everyone's going to be fine. It's great. All right, Stacia, where'd you put it? I put Halloween number five overall. Nice. Damn. Yeah. I guess it's not that many episodes, actually. <laughs> yeah. What are we at, like 18 episodes? Something like that. I don't know. 18 or 19, yeah. Yeah. I, I really love this episode. I don't know. I've changed this person, I think. So I I can't justify putting it above Prophecy Girl, which I had at number 33. I'm making this 38. So it's right above Hellmouth, and it's under Prophecy Girl, but it's in there. Yeah. It's good. It's a great episode. Yeah, it's really fun. We'll see. Mm. I'll figure out what all my stuff is at the end of the season. It's strange, but bidding up that pirate gave me a weird sense of closure. We're real podcasts. Did you know that? You can find us at BeatMePod on Twitter, at BeatMePod on Tumblr. We have a website. Uh, beatmepod.tumblr.com wordpress.com tumblr is also other things tumblr everything go to tumblr Uh, we also have a spotify playlist that'll include all of the songs that are in the episode week to week as well as uh, any songs that are mentioned during our news segment from our robots so you can find that on spotify at uh, it's beat me fun time playlist for podcast fans season two and you can find that on our website as well thank you so much for listening daniel say goodbye see ya say goodbye Boo. Have a happy and safe Halloween. We'll see you next week for Lie to Me. Goodbye. It's spooky.